Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big impact in our community. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Today we're going to talk about a topic that unfortunately has affected more than 3.8 million women in the United States as of January 2022. Breast cancer is currently the most common cancer globally, accounting for 12.5% of all new annual cancer cases worldwide, and it's the leading cause of cancer-related death in women in the United States, second only to lung cancer. About 13%, which is about 1 in 8, of U.S. women are going to develop invasive breast cancer in the course of their lifetime. So we feel this is a topic worthy of discussion and sharing of information so people can become aware of some important facts and some important suggestions for proactive follow-up. My first guest today is Dr. Sandra Underwood, professor at UW-Milwaukee and program coordinator with Nurses Affecting Change. Welcome to the show today, Dr. Underwood. Thank you. So happy to be here. And thank you so much to the Ellen Becker Investment Corporation for inviting us and giving us an opportunity to share. You are absolutely welcome. So nurses affecting change, who are they and what's their mission? Nurses affecting change is a group of nurses who have been working together for the last 20 some years to address breast cancer disparities among various population groups. You know, our nurses, our nurse practitioners, clinical nurse specialists, as well as nurse generalists and community health workers that provide education, out- outreach, support, and clinical assessment and navigation to mammography for women in need. Wow. Okay. So those are the things that you specifically do that address correct. your mission, correct? Correct. Okay. So you talk about disparities. Uh, explain what types of disparities persist between black and white women in Wisconsin as it relates to breast cancer. Well, the data is very clear that among various population groups, black and white population groups, there are differences primarily in incidence but also in mortality from breast cancer. Even though the incidence of breast cancer is very similar among black women and white women at this point in time, we're seeing significant disparities and increases in mortality rate among black women. One of the other issues and trends that we see is that many African-American women, black women, are diagnosed with breast cancer at later stages. We also see that many black women who are diagnosed are diagnosed at younger ages. Um, These trends are especially important because they emphasize the importance of providing education, understanding, but also screening for women who are at increased risk for not being screened. Okay, so are there segments of the population that are at greater risk? The segments of the population that is at greatest risk are those populations that haven't been provided the information that allows them to make informed decisions regarding screening. You know, all too often, women have heard the words breast cancer, they've heard about the importance of screening, but they don't really understand how it impacts them and people within their families and within their population group. They often don't understand that there are indeed 
there is indeed a higher mortality, but also the fact that black women are more likely to be diagnosed earlier. Um, women also tend not to clearly understand some of the risk factors that are associated with developing a breast cancer. But keep in mind, the number one risk factor is just being a woman. And all women need to be aware of her norms. They need to be aware of their bodies and the screening recommendations that are recommended for women across the board. Hmm. So do you think that there's a certain stigma behind why they may wait to get checked out? Well, I wouldn't necessarily use the word stigma, even though that is a word that is often um, discussed, you know, in the literature. I do believe that many women have a certain angst because, you know, breast cancer is a condition that causes a fair amount of concern because all too often um, women fear that it's going to be an automatic death sentence, but that is not true. The reality is that with early detection, effective diagnosis, and appropriate treatment, the treatment outcomes are outstanding. Mm -hmm. That is a message that we want to get across to all women. Absolutely. So, Dr. Underwood, how do these disparities impact things like the screening rates, early diagnosis, survival rate? You know, what typically happens is that when women are diagnosed at a later stage, and that's the disparity or one of the disparities that we're especially concerned about, the treatment options are decreased somewhat and it's more likely that the, the disease would be advanced. And we want to make sure that we identify the disease as early as possible because then the treatments are much more effective. For example, as we think about the impact that nurses affecting change has had on our community, I am reminded of a situation where we have done several programs in our local community to address the importance of early detection, breast awareness, screening among women. And months after a pro one of our programs, I received a card from one of our participants. And the card, the message in the card really touched my heart because the message read, Dr. Underwood, thanks to you and the nurses who came to our community, we appreciated it so much. She said, because of your program, I did not dismiss the lump in my breast. Mm -hmm. She said, it was breast cancer. Thank you for caring for us black women. What was so important is that she recognized, as we recognize, that all too often programs and resources such as this are not taken into the communities to reach the populations that need it most. Mm -hmm. What Nurses Affecting Change does is we go where the women are, we go to address the women at greatest need, to provide them the information, the education, and support to do what we know needs to be done to increase their outcomes. Because keep in mind, the goal is to change the odds, to change the trends, to increase survival, and to increase quality life. We're doing it in a phenomenal way. We need to do more. There's an interest, there's a desire, but there needs to be greater understanding and greater commitment in our communities. We have a, a wealth of nurses who also would love to be trained to do more of this. Um, social workers who can provide some other support as well, and community health educators who can work with these ladies one-on-one, one one-on-five, to increase the understanding. Keep in mind, as I shared before, 
many individuals have heard the words. They don't understand the words. They know what needs to be done. They may not know where to go to get it done. They often face many barriers when they reach our healthcare systems. We need to work with them, walk with them to overcome these barriers in our communities. As the women are saying, thank you for caring for us women. We go to their churches, we go to their apartment complexes, we go to their community centers, we go to events where they already are engaged and help them in a way that's meaningful to them, important to them, because we care. Mm. That's another major element and characteristic of nurses affecting change. These are nurses who give of themselves because it's right, because it needs to be done. And one of our visions, one of our goals is to empower women to empower women. Mm. We want these women to take the message, take the information to their families, to their friends, to the community, to affect a positive change. That's why we are, and we are, nurses affecting change. Mm. Wow. Very, very well said. Very well said. Uh, I mentioned at the opening of the show that breast cancer is the leading cause of cancer-related death in women in the United States, second only to lung cancer. And as Dr. Underwood just talked about, black women are most likely to die from breast cancer than women of any other racial or ethnic group. Nurses Affecting Change is trying to change that statistic. And so uh, what resources are available to help women in this situation? Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to learn more. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Dr. Sandra Underwood from Nurses Affecting Change. So Nurses Affecting Change is making it their mission to educate and advocate for women who don't get the care they need so that some of these statistics that we've been talking about can hopefully be changed. So share with our audience what resources Nurses Affecting Change makes available for these women on their journey. You know, as I mentioned earlier, Nurses Affecting Change, you know, is a large group of, of nurse specialists, you know, that are committed to providing information and support to women who are less than adequately served and underserved, you know, in our communities. Um, you know, all too often when we speak about populations such as these, we speak about them as being underserved. But in any ways, they're underserved because we are not serving them effectively. We are not serving them effectively. So we as nurses actually go into our communities, you know, set up our clinics, and work with the women one-on-one -on -one in an effort to increase their level of understanding of the importance of breast health and what they need to be involved in relative to breast health screening. We provide an initial assessment of the woman for, of her family history, of her risk factors. Um, we provide women um, instruction on how they should examine their breasts so they know their breast normal. Afterwards, because these are specially trained nurse practitioners and clinicians, the nurses will actually do a clinical breast exam, a formal and thorough clinical breast exam on the women, 
And as a result of that clinical breast exam, as a result of the family history and the risk factors, the women are navigated as appropriate as needed for mammography screening and other diagnostics if need be needed. For example, if women have an anomaly that is palpated um, or assessed you know, by the clinical nurse specialist, or if their risk factors are significantly higher, they often will be encouraged to talk with their primary care providers about having a diagnostic as compared to a screening evaluation subsequent to the visit. Also, as part of this program, the nurses will actually work with the women who have difficulty accessing care and identifying resources for women who are underinsured or uninsured to ensure that they still also have access. No woman needs to leave our program having worked with our clinicians and not have access to mammography screening and follow-up as needed. Because we partner with Organizations such as Wisconsin Well Women Program, you know, our local health centers, Aurora, Advocate, Medical College, as well as some of our free and charitable clinics, we can immediately refer women who are in need of resources and care to healthcare systems where they can get quality, quality, quality follow-up as needed for their breast health concerns and for their breast health needs. If a problem is diagnosed as a result you know, of these assessments and the referral, we work closely with these partners as well to ensure that the women can get the diagnostics, but also the treatment that they need as well. Women are not left hanging. They receive the support that they need to follow up for any abnormality that's identified. And not only that, you know, our clinicians work and support and navigate the women as they need going through the system as well. It's a well-fueled engine that has been working for 20 plus years in our community and it's making a positive change. You know, women are saying, because of you, I'm alive today. Women are saying, because of you, I'm no longer fearful. Women are saying, because of you, I truly understand and can be involved in this, making this effective decision. That's what we want. Informed decisions. It's decisions based on evidence, decisions based on resources. And here in southeastern Wisconsin, we're fortunate. We've got resources. We've got key clinicians who are willing to do this work, but yes, we also need to do more. And we want to make sure that our audience understands that this is, that cost is never a factor, right? I mean, this is something that is supported by your partners, and right. and it should never be a reason why someone does not uh, move forward with, with um, getting themselves checked in whatever capacity that would be. Um, can you share some examples of the impact that nurses affecting change is having on these trends relative to breast health awareness, screening, and survivorship? You know, we're seeing um, in our community many, many populations of women who have, in years past, gone unserved because they haven't been seen and because we haven't reached out to them. Uh, we have worked with younger women. We've worked with older women. We've worked with women who have various physical and psychological and social um, you know, challenges and help them also 
access the system. We've gone to places where others won't go because it's the right thing to do. I mean, because there are communities in need. We go at times and, and where, where women are already engaged, but for every reason, they're not involved. For example, I had a, a pro, an opportunity to um, think about develop, developing a program to reach underserved. And as I said, underserved only means that we haven't attempted to serve them well. Um, you know, women, you know, within our local communities. And as I was sitting at my desk thinking about, well, how else, how else can I do just that? I was sitting at my desk in my office, and three people walked past my door, and all of a sudden, I got it. The key is, who were those three women? Those three women were the three custodians that managed our unit at our institution. When they walked past my door, I got it. And I thought, we need to have some plan for a program just for them and for women like them. We set up a wellness program, a breast health program for the custodial service women at this particular institution. It was so well received. It was beyond anything that I imagined. Because again, they told me after the program, Dr. Underwood, thank you so much for what you did. Primarily because they often tell us, they said, we can set up programs like this, we can break it down, but we can't participate. Think about it. Mm -hmm. You see them, you know them, but think about that cohort that is not seen and not well served. There was another occasion where we developed programs um, for similar populations, but at various other work sites. We set up the program so that we could have support for women day shift and afternoon shift. So we had it in the middle of the day. And as I was driving home after this one program, there was something that didn't resonate well in my spirit and I didn't know what it was. But as I'm driving down the expressway, all of a sudden I got it. I veered off the road, got into a safe place, called my colleague and I said, oh my goodness, my goodness, we're planning this wonderful program for the day shift and the night shift at this facility for service workers. And I said, but what about the night shift? Mm. We planned the program for the morning shift and the afternoon shift, but what about the midnight shift? We had already planned to give them the materials that were left over. That's all well and good. But it was the other type of program and the depth that was needed just for them. Mm -hmm. And they thought, my goodness, my goodness, this has never happened before. I'm talking about those types of individuals and groups that are being missed. We've gone to nursing homes, for example, and worked with the nursing home staff, the the. The, the nursing assistants, the secretarial staff, and even the maintenance workers, mm. the, the, the women in the laundry, you know, the, the women you know, in the kitchen, and had programs just for them. Can you see her? Mm. Can you see her? Yeah. And it's others like them, individuals who are lower wage workers, who may have to make the tough decision about having health insurance, going for screening exams, because the time doesn't allow it, but the funding doesn't allow it. 
Nurses Affecting Change attempts to bridge that gap, mm -hmm. attempts to reach those women, but first and foremost, attempts to see and care for those women. Mm -hmm. Because those women are just like me. Those women are me. That woman is me. Mm. Mm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can see the, uh, the need. We can see the, um, the gratitude, or you, you've shared a couple mm -hmm. stories now um, to help you understand that what you're doing is definitely making a difference. And it's so important that we highlight organizations like Nurses Affecting Change so that people know that the help is out there, the support mm -hmm. is there, and you see them, right? Um, wow, lots of good stuff. We never have enough time to get to everything, but the idea here is that we want to plant a seed so that if someone's listening, they know that mm -hmm. there is somebody out there that can walk alongside them, um, can help them through uh, or on their journey. So if someone wants to help in some way, to support you and your mission, what are some things that they can do? Continue to provide their, their best wishes and support for us. Reach out to us in our organization. Funding is always an issue. Um, our program director, Bonnie Anderson, you know, works very closely with us and she can be reached in case anyone has any questions, any concerns, um, at her own cell phone number, which is 414-745-4684. We do this work in collaboration with so many organizations. We don't do it alone. But how can people help by just expressing an issue, expressing a need, expressing a, a desire to really affect a change in the life of of our women in our communities. Mm. Well, wow, thank you, Dr. Underwood, for uh, educating all of us on what Nurses Affecting Change does and really how you're making an impact in our community and in probably more ways than you're aware. So thank you very much for being here today. You're welcome. And we talked a bit about partnerships that Nurses Affecting Change has. Dr. Underwood shared some of those different organizations. Our next guest is actually one of those partners, and we'll learn more about them after the commercial break. So don't go away, and we'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. My next guest today is Ellen Freebert Shepper, Executive Director from the nonprofit ABCD, which stands for After Breast Cancer Diagnosis. Welcome to the show today, Ellen. Thank you so much. I'm so delighted to be here and really appreciate the opportunity to join you and share our story with your listeners. Well, we're excited to hear all about it. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Uh, tell us about Ellen and, and why are you so passionate about being involved with ABCD? Mm. Well, thank you. 
so much for that question. Um, so um, I am someone who's had a career that's been built on um, work within women's health care um, and um, with a primary focus on cancer-related issues. Um, so the opportunity that was presented to me um, in 2017 to lead this fantastic organization here in my hometown of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that um, has a tremendous reach and positive impact in the lives of so many women across the country was just this professional um, dream come true. Mm. Now, I want to give our our listeners some history, Mm -hmm. but I think it's important. You just said something about your reach. So it is a local organization, but you have a national reach, right? So give give us a little history. Yeah, Yeah, so um, ABCD, for those of of your listeners who are um, from Milwaukee, um, most often associate ABCD with our founder, who was the late Melody Wilson Oldenburg. Um, Melody was a broadcast journalist who um, was diagnosed with breast cancer and in the early 90s used a portion of her nightly news segment to share information about her personal breast cancer experience. And she, from what I'm told, um, she didn't use that time to talk about about the medical side of things or the statistics. She really used that time to talk about the the impact on her life as a as a mother, as a professional woman, as a daughter, as a wife, as a leader in the community, and how it made her feel. Mm. And some of those feelings that she would relay is feelings of loneliness, of hopelessness, of sadness, of comp- you know, difficulties talking about her diagnosis with her children, and you know, the, really the human side of the experience. Um, What ended up happening was that people would call Melody from all around her broadcast signal and either share their own story with her as a story of hope or to give her guidance on how they may have handled a difficult situation that she shared in her broadcast that evening or to tell her that, that they're diagnosed with breast cancer and they don't know anyone else who's been diagnosed with breast cancer, so a kinship with with Melody. Um, So uh, Melody um, was, was, I've been told, inspired by the women that were reaching out to her and the impact that she was making. And so in 1999, Melody decided that she wanted to formalize the work that she was doing. And she did that by bringing together healthcare professionals, so oncologists, surgeons, radiologists, physical therapists. She brought together survivors. She brought together community organizations and leaders within um, various communities, including Bonnie Anderson, who was mentioned in the previous segment from Nurses Affecting Change. She brought in leaders from the American Indian community. She brought in leaders from the Latina community, all of whom were in Milwaukee, to talk about what it what it was that she was doing and what how could they formalize this idea of what ultimately became peer to peer support, and that is what ABCD has um, done for more than twenty three years. Wow! And kudos for her, to, kudos to her for starting that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, so oftentimes it's just 
that's a place to start is feeling comfortable enough to put it out there and then others become comfortable mm-hmm. to to reach out and it's never a, a sign of weakness to to reach out and and ask for help we want to make sure people understand that um well dr underwood talked a, a bit about racial disparities in her segment would would you echo her sentiments about the types of disparities that exist absolutely and unfortunately I mean, ABCD, what we say is that we're here to serve anyone from anywhere at any stage. And that means that we serve anyone from any background, any economic uh, position, um, any religion, race, culture. And we are aware that um, people who call us from the African-American community too often are people who are calling us um, at a later diagnosis. And we no one we don't want to recall, get calls at late diagnoses because we want people to um, we want to figure out ways that we can help um, more people be diagnosed at an earlier stage if they're going to be diagnosed at all. Mm-hmm. And that's why having partnerships with organizations like Nurses Affecting Change who are who are laser focused on early detection, are laser focused on knowing your own breast health, are laser focused on going to communities that may not have access or awareness or education about those early de- early detection um, um, opportunities um, is so critical mm. because we you know truly um, our organization after breast cancer diagnosis. I mean we. We'd like to go out of business, mm-hmm. but until that time, we'll, hit, we'll be here for anyone and, and hopefully more, um, you know, as early stage as possible. Yeah. Well, we talk a lot about um, partnerships and collaborative um, uh, organizations that extend the services mm-hmm. or enhance the services that you provide. So uh, besides nurses affecting change, do you, do you guys work with other organizations in a collaborative mm-hmm. way? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And what I'd like to add is that we at ABCD are so honored because both um, Dr. Sandra Underwood and Bonnie Anderson are on our board of directors, mm. as well as Dr. Alonzo Walker, who is also um, a, a very well-respected um, African-American breast surgeon who's now retired now, but who's very active also in addressing um, underserved community issues. So to answer your question, other organizations that we work with, um, Sisters Network, we work with, um, of course, we work collaboratively with health systems, just as Dr. Underwood had mentioned before, American Cancer Society, Well Woman. We also work with um, Pink Shawl, which is an organization that's focused on American Indians, um, we also work within the Hispanic community with partnerships, 16th Street Community Health Centers, um, and other organizations that really reach out to the Hispanic community. So our our focus when we work in collaboration with other organizations of the kinds that I just mentioned is that we those organizations that are out in the community teaching, educating about early detection and screening, we want those organizations to be doing what they're doing. And then if the people that they are serving are diagnosed with breast cancer, 
we want them to know about ABCD so that they can reach out to us for the free emotional support services that we provide every day. Mm. Well, although there is a disparity in breast cancer diagnosis relative to ethnicity, we, we talked a bit about that with Dr. Underwood, there's one thing that can potentially affect everyone that's diagnosed. A life-changing diagnosis like breast cancer can dig up a lot of emotions. You know, it's not uncommon to have depression or anxiety, fear, loneliness, body image issues, among others. In fact, about one in four people with any type of cancer may have major or clinical depression and can certainly benefit from various emotional support treatments. We're going to take a quick break, but when we return, Ellen is going to share with us how ABCD is providing the emotional support that women so desperately need. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach, and I'm talking in our last segment today with Ellen Freebert Shepper, Executive Director from ABCD, After Breast Cancer Diagnosis. So Ellen, tell us why emotional support is so important for breast cancer patients, survivors, and people living with metastatic disease? Well, a breast cancer diagnosis can be extremely overwhelming. It can be um, filled with all the emotions that you mentioned right before the break, feelings of hopelessness, depression, anxiety, fear, um, and um it, it's, it can be a very sad time for someone who's been diagnosed. What ABCD does is we are a place that people can call to get connected to someone who has been in their exact same position. What that looks like is that um, right from the beginning of our, our, of our organization, um, Melody's vision was to um, create a network of mentors who were trained breast cancer survivors who are at least one year out from their final treatment, starting with just 23 women in 1999, ABCD has now trained over 700 people across the country who serve as ABCD mentors. Wow. Yep. Okay. So again, I think that's important. You know, you're a local organization, but your impact is national. Right, right. So we say that we are... ABCD is absolutely a national breast cancer organization whose hometown community is Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Mm. All of our services are free and virtual, which means that anyone can call us from anywhere, from any place, from any city. And what we do is we connect them to one of our mentors. But all of our support is extremely customized. So what that looks like is that if a 45-year-old woman from Cincinnati who has two children, who's rising in her career, who is also uh, balancing um, caring for her aging mother, is diagnosed with stage 2 breast cancer and is facing um, chemotherapy, uh, surgery, radiation, and all of the complications that that can come along with those treatments, she's able to call us. And we will connect her to someone that is just like her. 
we will connect her with one of our mentors who is the same age, has the same diagnosis, same treatment, and who, when diagnosed, had two children and was caring for an aging mother. And this is something that's really unique and really powerful. That 45-year-old woman, what often happens is that people will call and say, oh, I, I, you know, my mom's, sister, my mom's friend had breast cancer, or my neighbor has breast cancer, or you should really talk to so-and-so and so-and-so. But it's for a 45-year-old woman, what she's facing is very different than her mom's best friend who is 60 years old or 70 years old. It's very different than someone's experience from 15 years ago. So what we offer is that unique connection that provides that one-to-one support, that provides hope, compassion, understanding in a very relatable way. Mm. Uh, are there statistics wrapped around the benefits? I mean, we, you know, mm. it might be obvious what some of the benefits are, but I'm curious if there's stats around yeah. that. Yeah, so there is um, from several organizations um, related to survivorship. So the category of, of the services that we provide are called peer-to-peer support or emotional support or survivorship support. So in that category, what's been found is that peer-to-peer support like this is um, helps uh, the people who use our services with compliance with their treatments, with their mental health, with their um, uh, with the way that they're able to go through their treatment in a more positive and um, um, deliberate way. And it's also really good for the mentor. So all of our mentors, to be clear, are volunteers. So these are women who, and men, and we have some men, who are um, want to give back and be able to provide support and hope to someone else. And so that is a very good um, um, thing for survivors and mentors, uh, and our mentors to be able to um, be able to do through our organization. And we want to be sure that people understand that this is also um, free of charge. That cost should not be a barrier. There, there is no barrier at all with cost. The, the everything we do is free. Everything we do um, is um, f- with our patients and with our participants who who are first and foremost. So, um, another example that I can give to you is. Um, we had a, a, a man call us from California a couple years ago who, um, whose wife was diagnosed with um, triple negative breast cancer. And she, while she was going through treatment, he was really carrying the, um, her emotional burden as well as his own emotional burden. And he um, was in Silicon Valley. He really did have access to medical professionals to, you know, good care, but he just couldn't get, find anyone who could talk to him about how he was feeling and to help him understand how his wife was feeling. So he did some 2 a.m. Googling and found our organization in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, reached out to us and was within 24 hours connected to one of our mentors who had the exact same diagnosis as his wife, the exact same age, similar family dynamics. And um, this this man um, was, was Southeast Asian, and it turned out that the mentor that was perfect for him was also Southeast Asian. Oh, goodness. And he was able to have a conversation with this mentor 
to help him better understand the, his, the feelings that his wife was having so that he could better support her. And he's gone on to become a tremendous advocate for our organization and, um, um, and helping more people understand the work that we do. And also he's become a very generous supporter of ours because you know he, he, he quite honestly was so surprised that we offered all of our services for free, but um, that, that we believe that anyone, should, anyone and everyone should have access to emotional support as Melody often said, no one should be alone after a breast cancer diagnosis. And, you know, by saying a statement like that, that means that that cost can never be a barrier to yeah. the to being able to get the services that we provide. Well, and he was so positively impacted. And mm-hmm. when you say, you know, people got to know about this, mm-hmm. this has been such a, a lifeline for me. And and mm-hmm. it's easy them then I'm sure for him to be yeah. to be an advocate. So, okay, so we talked about a lot of different things in this in this segment, but you talked about support. So uh, yeah. with regard to that, uh, how can our community help well, support you? First and foremost, um, if you are someone who is personally impacted by breast cancer, whether that's someone who's in active treatment, someone who's recently completed treatment, or potentially someone who's been out of treatment for many years, we want you to know that the emotions that you're facing are, are real, they're understandable, and that they are valid. And if you need to support that we offer, if you need to talk to someone who is just like you, please call and reach out to us. Similarly, if you know a friend, a loved one, here in Milwaukee or anywhere in the world, please let them know about ABCD. We have people who call us truly from across the country, from Hawaii, from Alaska, from Canada, from England, from Africa. People can reach out to us from anywhere and we will support them. So please help by raising awareness about the work that we do so that we can support anyone who needs, who needs our support. And hand in hand with that, because all of our services are free, um, we are only able to do the work that we do because of the generosity of individuals, corporations, grant makers um, throughout, throughout the country. So if you're in a position to donate, um, or if your company is in a position to donate and is interested in supporting um, ABCD, I encourage you to please go on our website, abcdbreastcancersupport.org. Click on the donate button in the upper corner or reach out to us using the contact us link and we would love to start a conversation with you. If you need support, the number you can call is 414-977-1780 or fill out a form on our website um, that says get support. Again, abcdbreastcancersupport.org. And the phone number again is 414-977-1780. All right. Well, I'd like to thank my guest today. Uh, Thank you, Ellen Freebert Shepper, Executive Director from the ABCD After Breast Cancer Diagnosis Nonprofit, and Dr. Sandra Underwood from Nurses Affecting Change. 
Thank you for all the services, the support, the advocacy that you provide for women who are going through breast cancer. We wish you all the best in continuing on your journey to make a difference for women. So thank you for participating in our interview today. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, or if you'd like to be considered as a guest on the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com, or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. Join us next Sunday morning at 10 to learn more about the ways people and organizations like Nurses Affecting Change and ABCD are making a difference for others. You can tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. I encourage you to visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, or you can listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. So no matter where you are, if you have an internet connection, you can listen. So if you know of someone who would benefit from the information you heard today, consider sharing it. Let family and friends know that there are people and organizations that exist to provide services and support, help and hope for whatever situation you're facing. There's actually over 15,000 nonprofit organizations in Milwaukee and Waukesha County, and we've just scratched the surface on bringing awareness to everyone. But we've made a really nice dent. We're around 400 and counting. So tune in on Sunday mornings to get informed, to get inspired, and to be ready to make an impact in some way. You just need to determine how you want to do it. So find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Thank you for listening today and have a great day.